Hey, so thanks so much for joining me today. Today, the title of my message is, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Let's acknowledge Jesus. Jesus, we thank you so much that you said you'd be where we are. You said when we gathered in your name, you would be here in the midst of us. And so we just want to acknowledge that you are. We thank you and praise you for your wisdom, for your revelation knowledge, for teaching us how to live in your kingdom right here and right now on the earth. Just as you did when you were here, we love you and give you all the glory. In your name we pray, amen. He's so good. He's so in love with us. And, you know, he was teaching me the last couple of weeks a different aspect of forgiveness. You know, from the beginning, you know, I just always wanted to forgive because he wanted me to forgive. But what happens is we get hurt and then um, it's holding a grudge is like putting a band-aid on it. And God is saying that, you know, there's no band-aids in heaven because we need to be restored to His love. And so really, He heals us. When you decide to forgive, He heals you of that pain. And um, then, and I'm speaking from experience, and then He even gives you insight into the situation to know why that person hurt you, or maybe you don't, that person doesn't even know that they hurt you. But either way, it gives you compassion, especially if you know the reason for a person that continually hurts you you know, over and over again. And just like Jesus said, seven times, 77 times a day, we are to forgive. And so much of the time, we don't realize that our unforgiveness is really in the way of the manifestation of God's will, His blessings in our life. And so we got to get that straightened out. Just a little bit of, um, just a little clog in your pipe is not a good thing. So just a little unforgiveness, just a little sin, and your life keeps God from doing His best for you. And so we need to address that. So in, in the thing that when we are, um, we are Christians, we're God, we're His, we're God's, um, He expects more from us than He does from somebody who is maybe a baby Christian or somebody who doesn't know Him at all. And so He's calling us up to His higher way in, in the fact that He's saying when someone hurts us, um, if they don't know Him at all, then it doesn't pay to even confront that person because they don't know what they're doing. And that's what Jesus was saying. They don't know what they're doing. Father, forgive them. They don't know what they do. I mean, look at what they did to him, and they had no idea that he still loved them anyway. And it's the the maturity of who God is. It's who God, he is love. And so that's his way. And he understands why people are doing what they're doing. And he knows they don't understand why they're doing what they're doing. And so as we live in the kingdom of God right here on the earth, as we call ourselves Christians, he's asking us to model him. Jesus said that we're to be perfect in Matthew 5, 48. In the Amplified Bible, it says, be perfect as your father is perfect. Grow up. And a long time ago, God taught me that to forgive is a maturity thing. If we know Him and we have understanding, all the more reason that we can forgive. So in this whole um, thing where Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Well, for one, our natural thinking is, wow, look what they did to Him, and still 
he has compassion for them. God was saying to me, um, in a situation where someone hurts you, and right away you feel that hardness and you want to put that Band-Aid on, you want to hold that grudge and when that person comes around you again or you talk to them or whatever the case is, you know, it's, it's kind of like you just want to say, get away from me, you hurt me, and I don't want to talk to you. But God is saying that as His, He expects more from us than that. And, you know, He said we owe them love. The only thing we owe someone is love. As His, that is what we're called to do. So what He's saying is if someone hurts you, this is what He said to me, He said, you should show no signs of bitterness. You should just forgive that person because they don't actually know what they're doing. They don't know God. They don't understand His law of love, and you do. And so He expects more from you than He does from that person. And, you know, I just felt honored when He was talking to me about that, and I was having a little um, unforgiveness towards someone, and I thought it was little, but he addressed me and he said, no, it's not. Because when we're not obeying him, as I was saying, we can't receive from him. And I'm looking to receive God's best. And so I don't even want a little bit of sin in my life. And not only that, the thing that we don't understand maybe is Corinthians tells us that our warfare is not against flesh and blood. But the spiritual darkness, the enemy, he is the one causing the trouble. He's the culprit. He knows if we, he can get us in unforgiveness, then we're in disagreement with the Father. Because God's law is love. And if we're in agreement with him, we're going to love, which means we're going to forgive. So if he can get us offended or hurt um, in unforgiveness, especially with those that you love, I mean, that, that, that's it, you know. Somebody you love hurts you, someone um, betrayed you that you thought you could depend on, that you knew all your life. It's his ploy to get you in unforgiveness, to, to have that relationship broken. And really, our relationships are none of his business, and we shouldn't be letting him do that to us. We have to have the understanding that it isn't the person that you love, but it's the enemy. And how much easier does that make it then to be able to forgive that person and work on that relationship when you know it's not them to begin with, right? If they don't know God and you can't even work it out with them, then it's an easy thing for the enemy to, it's an easy ploy for him to get you um, to struggle with that person. So to be in agreement with God, we have to love. We owe that person love. And as I was saying, if that person doesn't know God, then you are to be that peacemaker. You're to let it drop and let it go and know that your warfare isn't against that person that you love, but it's, it's the enemy trying to cause trouble. And when we know that, then we can work that out. We can work that relationship out so much easier knowing, having the understanding that it's just the enemy trying to get into our relationship and mess up our relationships. And we need to tell him to get out and to not and not give in to those ploys that he comes up against us with. And so having that revelation knowledge makes us all the more knowledgeable to um, 
stop that thing right when it starts. So if, it, if it's somebody that is a Christian, it's going to be a whole lot easier to work it out and say, hey, the enemy's trying to come against us, and we're going to stop this, and we're going to love each other because we're not going to give in to his ploy. If it, it's somebody that isn't a Christian, doesn't know God, you're just going to let it go, and you're going to love them. We owe them love. And when you love them, you're going to be that example of love. If it's somebody that isn't a Christian, they just feel like you're picking on them if you say something, because they don't understand the criticalness of love that you understand. And so it doesn't pay to get into it with them, to confront them. But what it does pay to do is just love them where they're at and draw them into the kingdom by your love. And so our warfare, Corinthians says, is against the enemy. It's not against flesh and blood. It's not against those people that you love. They haven't betrayed you, but he has. And, you know, those people don't know that they're being controlled by the enemy. But we as Christians, we should not let him control us. And we should be careful not to offend other people. And so isn't that an awesome, awesome thing? When we have that revelation knowledge, we can walk in that love. We can be like the Father. And he is calling us up to his higher way of living. And so we should be honored to know that God is calling us to be like him and giving us the revelation knowledge to know that he expects more from us. He expects us to be spiritually mature. And if you're listening to this today and you're excited about the message, then you are in that place, that mature place where you can be like your father. You can be like Jesus. And that is the whole point of being a Christian, is to be like Him. And so I think it's an exciting message. And and I was thinking this morning, you know, there's so many in the body of Christ, there's so many divorces. And if we knew that, if we had that spiritual knowledge of knowing that our warfare wasn't against each other, but there's a troublemaker there, then with that knowledge, we could take authority over Him and love anyway, work it out, because we know that our warfare really isn't against each other, but against um, the enemies, and they're trying to plot us against each other. And so it's really important that we have that relationship with God, that we grow up, and that we love one another, and we follow the Word of God so that we're not offending each other. And so as Christians, we're representing love. God said love never fails, and it doesn't. If you love, it never fails. If you're loving someone who's not lovely, you still can win because you have that greater one, Jesus, living on the inside of you, and so you can love like he loves. He's going to empower you to love like he loves. If you never asked Jesus to come live on the inside of you, then I just want to encourage you to do that with me today. Revelation 3.20 says that he is knocking at the door of your heart, and if you invite him in, he's going to come in and dine with you. He's going to hang out with you. He's going to show you stuff. He's going to grow you up and get you to the place where you don't owe any man anything because you're going to continue to love. We're always going to owe. Um, the Word of God says that, owe no man nothing but to love him. So we're always going to owe that love. And especially when someone comes against you that doesn't know God, it's so important to love them. And so when you ask Jesus to come live on the inside of you, He's going to empower you to do that. We can't do it on our own. The pain that we have, we can't heal on our own. You know, the world 
when they have pain, they go and talk to someone and they talk about it over and over again and just kind of make it worse because you keep thinking about that. And that's how the enemy works. It comes in your thinking, tries to get you to rehash what they did to you and how bad it was and how sorry you feel for yourself. And really, you want to let it drop, let it go. That's what God said. If you don't forgive, he doesn't forgive you. When you stand praying, Matthew eleven twenty five 25, and 26 says that we need to forgive so that our Father can forgive us. And the Amplified Bible says, let it drop, let it go. Just let it go. Just forgive. Don't think about it. Don't talk about it. You owe love to that person. If you are a Christian, if you are a Christian, then you owe love. If you want to live in the kingdom of God, God's way, then we're just going to do what he said to do. We're just going to do it because we honor him. And when you do that, you have that happiness, peace, joy, and contentment that you want to have. You want to be a happy person. You don't want to be holding a grudge. You don't want to be having Band-Aids on, and as soon as that person walks in the room, then, you know, that Band-Aid is just falling off, and you're getting angry, and your blood pressure is going up. Let it go. Just let it go, and love anyway. So anyway, if you want to ask Jesus, come live on the inside of you. I want to say that prayer with you right now, and you have to ask. He's not going to push his way in. If you didn't know, he got on the cross for you. He shed his blood for you so that you can be right with the Father and so that you can live with him for eternity. He bore your eternity. He bore your sickness, your disease, your sorrow, and your pain. He wants good for you. And so when you invite him to come and live on the inside of you, then he does and he starts showing you all that good. God, living on the inside of you, what else could be better? So say that prayer with me, dear Jesus. We thank you so much that you want to come and live on the inside of us. And we're just asking you, we're inviting you. And we know that our life will change when you come to live on the inside of us. You're going to show us how to love and how to live in your kingdom, being happy, having peace, joy, and contentment, living that full life that you called us to live. You said you came that we may have life, to the full until it overflows, and we just want to receive that from you. And we know that that comes by um, faith in you and just following after you. So we thank you and praise you that you are now living on the inside of us and that you would teach us your way. We love you. Give you all the glory in your name. We pray. Amen. So if you said that prayer, then I would so much love it if you let, let me know. Congratulations if you said that prayer. John 1 1 says that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word is God. And so when you know the Word of God, you're getting to know God. You're getting to know Jesus. And so you want to pay attention to the Word. And then you want to get on your knees every day and talk to Him. Jesus said, My sheep know my voice. You got to remember now He's living on the inside of you, and He's going to teach you His way. You know, so many people think that that prayer is just a ticket to heaven, and it's not. It's an invitation to a relationship, and He's going to grow you up, and He wants to get you to the place where He can just bless you. Bless you going in, bless you going out of the door. Everything you do, everything you put your hand to, He wants to bless you. And that takes getting to know Him and then being a doer of that Word. And yes, we have an enemy, and He's out to kill, stone, destroy. But if you submit to God, and you just keep doing what He's telling you to do, the enemy is going to run from you. And that's how you want to live your Christian walk. Don't fool around with Him. 
don't fool around with unforgiveness. Just forgive. Just let it go. Let it drop. So you can be right with the Father. So that you can live in heaven on the earth. Thanks so much for listening today. Remember, you can't do anything without Him. You can't actually even forgive without Him. you got to ask Him to help you. And He will. And He'll heal you. Thanks so much for listening today. God bless you.